0: Jer, please, excuse all of the cigar smoke. This is the Rich mm. People Club. Wow. Um, How's everybody feeling? Don't put I like your smoking jacket. Thank you. And my smoking trousers and smoking socks. Are those smoking flip-flops? <laughs> <laughs> please do not put your drink down there. Don't, uh, that's velour. Um, and yeah, that, that, basically, don't put it down on any velour. Dude. You're going to have to hold it because everything's velour. But the glass is made of velour, Richard. True. <laughs> It's very soggy. I'm this so sorry. This allure tastes great. <laughs> uh, we, this is, as we threatened in our last episode, uh, our bonus spin off because there was just too much, got, got, gosh darn, excuse my language, um, good stuff that you researched. Thank you, Jerry. And um, to oh. fit into our main episode proper. So we're going to let it muffin top over and spill into this bonus content. <laughs> um, specifically... We're going to talk about our computers racist, all like our algorithms bias, all that good stuff. Mm-hmm. Because I think personally, there's a bit of a preconception that like when you think about computers, there's like a cold clinical logic that's devoid of kind of personality or any of the kind of human emotional baggage that you attribute to the things Human that prejudice. Bias. Yeah, uh, human here's prejudice, the thing, exactly. Though.
1: Here's the thing, though. Bill Gates coded white supremacy right into Windows 95. (laughs) And it's been there ever since. Oh, no. Oh, And so Windows 98 and Windows XP, they were all just
0: built on top of 95.
1: Except for Windows 2000 Millennium Edition. That one was completely fine. And then it got really shitty again after. It's fucking crazy. Amazing.
0: So you're telling me that the, the people who make these tools can often put some of themselves in it.
1: Yeah, yeah, that's kind of what I'm saying. That like a lot of these attempts to to automate things that are traditionally a little bit racist turn mm-hmm. out to be a little bit racist.
0: Who'd have thunk? Um,
1: who'd have thunk it? Um, now, the,
0: wait, no, hang on, hang on, all...
2: hang on. We need to unspoil that one. So wait, automate things that are racist are racist. What do you mean by automate things that so, are racist?
1: So if you try to use computers to help police find out who to arrest. Okay. If you leave a bunch of police to the U.S. to go find, uh, yeah. It'll it's be it, totally fine. Sure. Yeah, it, it, it really varies from certain models to other models as to how bad it gets. But yeah, it, in areas where the machine learning models are supplementing the work of people who are often accused of racial discrimination, chances are a lot of their previous choices have made it into data sets that then affect the outcomes as a result. I yeah, mean, it's, And, it's and, and this
0: is like, the, we're not just talking about s- small, little, like, no, th- these are, these are things that impact society on a gigantic scale. Like the, yeah. the, the um, what was the name of the software that was built? Again, you, you alluded to it earlier about um, helping police uh, be more efficient in, in targeting oh, certain the, crimes. there's a few of these. Yeah. There's the. The um, New York example that. Uh, Comstat. Comstat. Yeah. So this is like, this is, has a knock on effect for, for millions of people.
1: Yeah, hundred percent. Like, yeah, I, there are almost definitely situations that have happened in the past where a poorly trained and biased machine learning model has led to somebody dying. Like that, there's just it's making so many important decisions already that it's kind of hard to
0: to count that out. So how, like, how does this happen? Like, so we talk about computers being like a like a binary tool that are, they don't have emotions. How mm-hmm. can someone's biases? when filtered through code and go through a machine, how can they continue to have those biases?
1: Yeah, so there's, there's a, a well-known phrase in machine learning which is shite in, shite out, which I'm sure applies to a lot of things. <laughs> yeah, uh, I was taught that, that back in uh, yeah. movie
2: production and shit.
1: <laughs> yeah, exactly, yeah. The, the quality of your input will dictate the quality of your output. Um, and if, if you aren't vigilant enough or you're using data that just has even unconscious bias from people... Um the machine learning can't pick out like, oh wait, this particular piece of data I've got is racist. It just thinks like it labeled this person as a criminal and this person not as a criminal. I'll learn that. And like it's it's just a bit too naive to be able to sort out what is responsible from what isn't. Mm-hmm. Um that being said though, like there are plenty of cases of models that do way better than people. There there's examples of both. Like you, you have the compass system in Florida, which is kind of like the Compstat thing, um, which is twice as likely to label a a black person who is like on a parole hearing or whatever as being a repeat offender, wow. uh, when you account for everything else. Um, but then, equally to that, there are there's systems that found that by influ- by by relying on machine learning models when making those parole decisions, the, one of the the statistics that I have here is that um, they will be able to release forty two percent more prisoners without any increase in crime rates. Wow. Because it's just that whole like humans are not good at this. And as a result, yeah. machines are also really fucking shit at it. Yeah. Uh, like Richie, I was talking to you about this before, but like one of the main indicators of whether a judge is going to grant someone parole or not is how long it's been since they had lunch. So not,
0: not like not great. Not, the bar not great, is low, but like so it's and, not performance driven. It's not like data driven in the sense that we we would assume based on I'm something hangry. like this. It's yeah. It's it's how recent yeah. their sandwich was and how soon the, the the idea of a new sandwich is that's
1: it and then you also have like feedback loops where um say you have something like Compstat, which is telling the police which neighborhoods they should be policing so they go to a, like a, a lower class neighborhood they do a shit ton of policing they make a bunch of arrests those people now have criminal records they get fed back into the machine the machine right. goes well there's a lot of criminals in this area we should send more police there yeah And it just causes this cascading thing that can fuck over an entire community of people for generations. Um, How do we break this loop then? There's... So there are ethics boards that are looking into the different ways of doing this. There's like a bunch of strategies that you can kind of break it down into. Just being very vigilant of what data you're putting in there and also just having very thorough systems for checking outputs. So like... (laughs) Okay, to to pick out examples of this, you kind of have to look at times that has gone wrong in the past. So um, one thing that a lot of machine learning is being used for now is picking candidates for jobs. You have situations where like machine learning models based on the data that they were fed just learn, like, oh, if someone comes from a woman's college, they should be ranked lower in the listings based on whatever fucking data they were given by past employers, whatever. They're like, oh, we we normally pick people from these schools, but we've never employed someone from these schools. So... That mm. that just a bunch of little things like that can just accumulate and and result in these like really shitty things creeping up. But like I said, the, the model doesn't know that it's doing something wrong. It's just working with the data that's been given. In terms of dealing with it, um, yeah. So so yeah, the, I, I have the the six steps here that the um the, the folks who are actually I don't I'm not too sure what the name of the ethics community who are looking into this uh, are called, but I I will read through the six steps over here. Mm-hmm. So. F-com. Um, so being aware of the context in which the AI is going to be used to correct bias. So yeah, that, that's like, okay, is this going to be used as facial recognition that's going to be showed in, in court that could result in somebody being jailed? If so, the bar is so much higher for your quality of data and for checking your bias. So like if it's something that's very consequential, you need to take it extremely serious. Um, then establishing processes for Testing the data and, and mitigating bias in, in systems. So, like the idea being that you need to have ways of constantly testing the input and output, whether that's giving it like double blind trials or like, oh, what happens if I substitute this white sounding name with this this like ethnic minority sounding name? Does the model all of a sudden change if everything else is kept the same? Yeah. And there are ways that you can automate that. There's ways that you can shuffle up the data and est- detect whether it's coming up with answers that don't make sense. Um There's a lot of just like actually communicating with people like you've all seen demos of facial recognition software that just can't recognize black people. Yeah, And a lot of that was because these teams probably didn't have a fucking black person working on there. And the data sets that they're using didn't have any black people in in the data that they can train from. And like, if there's not people who are actually involved in these decision makings who can be like, hey, this isn't representative at all, then
0: that shit's just going to get missed. Yeah. Um, Kind of speaks to the importance of representation at at all levels in this. Like I speak, like as I worked in Silicon Valley for a bit, I didn't work on these teams or anything, but just being a casual observer in these areas, an awful lot of just like white guys in their mid to mid twenties and mid thirties, (laughs) making up the majority of the people working in these companies. And I was one of them, don't get me wrong. Sure.
1: Um, Yeah. I think a lot of this boils down to having the people who are affected by this being in the room when the decisions are being made. Yeah. Yeah. like here, here's an interesting example that kind of is like a bit of a thought experiment kind of thing as well. If you search for CEO in Google Images, 10% of the results that come back are women.
0: Wow. That's now in the US. It's
1: accurate with the number of CEOs. Though, it's not. That? No, In the US, 27% of CEOs are female. Okay. Um, but here's the thing. All right. You identify that and you're like, okay, it's, it's less than half as frequent as it will be in a normal data set. How do you balance it? Mm. should it be 50 50 Mm. should it be 27 um and then factor in race as well like should you should you balance it to how the world is now or what you aspire it to be yeah i was going to Um, say because when we were talking about the algorithms deciding
2: things on on different demographic choices earlier on granted yes you don't want to assume that a a parole bot is (laughs) making bad decisions based on someone's racial profile but if you look at something like car insurance and it makes decisions based on gender, it usually is pretty accurate in terms of who causes car crashes that fellas with yeah. penises are the ones that are doing it.
1: Sure, yeah. There's an element of like actually things that are statistically relevant yeah. that do factor into things, but yeah, I guess that wouldn't be called bias in this scenario. This is specifically when things are, are erring on But this is preconceived notions that don't actually reflect accurately in the data. But this is where
2: you come to, like, how do we decide if it's what we normatively want the world to be like with 50%, at least 50% female CEOs, or does Mm -hmm. it reflect what society is now, you know, as opposed to, you know, only 10% of images coming up or maybe it should be 27%. Yeah. It's like, uh, when do we make the decision to jump to the one that we should? Obviously, campaigners and activists are going to say... the decision now (laughs) do it now act like you want the world to be but then that's also not an accurate representation of the way the world
1: is so you're kind of caught in the loop there that's it is it just like (laughs) erring a little bit more on the side of how we want the world to be but still being relatively accurate it's just like it's a difficult thing that if you if you literally like (laughs) if if you have have the knobs and levers to make these decisions like where do you fucking go with it yeah yeah make a little there's no right answers make
2: a bit more effort but you know yeah. don't break your back. <laughs> <sighs> oh, Jesus Christ.
1: Um but yeah there there are other things like this as well like you you have increasingly with with things like uh, mortgages or or insurance underwriters um this stuff is being automated like these these people are are in the target of jobs that are going to be automated very very soon. Um and if you look at the data of that you're like oh wow well in these mortgage lending things it turns out that a lot of older people tend to die and default on their mortgages that's crazy maybe we should stop offering them mortgages It's like, well no that's illegal that's that's age discrimination you can't do that no that's a legitimate Uh, thing
2: at now at the moment older people find it much more difficult to get mortgages even before the robots are giving it and if they do get mortgages they're way more expensive that's the thing that's just a calculation that just frankly that makes financial sense if you're a mortgage lender It does. It just
1: doesn't make ethical sense. (laughs) In fact, pretty much all of this conversation and and all of the previous episode could be boiled down to economic versus ethical sense. Ethics. Um, Ethics. Okay.
0: Okay, Mr. Monopoly man. Steve's never going to grow old. He's always going to to be the one person out of 200 that keeps his job, as we discussed in the last episode. (laughs) So he's immune. Um, Is there anything else, Ger, from the episode that we didn't get to cover that was too juicy? To, to leave out entirely that you'd like to talk about
1: a lot of this stuff you can kind of just look up it's like the areas of things like medicine are, are very interesting just because like if you think about how much data is involved in medicine and knowing how every drug is going to relate to every other drug and like the idea that we're like the human body just contains so much data in it in terms of our, our neurological state and our genes and and it's all way too much for any normal human being to be able to process Like teams of human beings couldn't process it. So it's a perfect candidate for machine learning to come in and be able to make these connections that a doctor couldn't make. And it's already doing better on things like uh, image classification for recognising cancer in scans and things like that. Um, which is a huge step forward because anything that makes this stuff better is, is great. Uh, but like, yeah, you can imagine how serious bias would be uh, when it gets to things that are like deciding what medication you should get and like. Well, here's one about,
2: here's one I only learned recently. Um, heart attack symptoms in women and men are different. I didn't know that. Oh yeah, that until, wildly. Yeah, mm. like the shooting pains in your left arm and, and tightness of chest is a very classic male one, but apparently um, heart attacks um, appear like in terms of back pain and stuff, like neck pain for women. So like. Yeah. If the, if that's not getting written down in into the computer's code, they'd be like, you just have a sore neck.
1: Shut up. Stop complaining, lady. <laughs> oh, Jesus Christ. Yeah, yeah. This is very much the case that the world as it stands is built for like a five foot eleven white man. And
0: that's everyone me. else is just like, <laughs> I'm a six foot two cisgender straight white man living in a five foot eleven cisgender straight white man's world. <laughs> Uh, sorry, Richie, you
2: know, your struggle. Your struggle's real. <laughs> yeah, I can't wait to see your off-Broadway production about your plight.
1: And I can't find condoms big enough. <laughs> <laughs> um, so, yeah, yeah. There's, like, there's a lot of interesting stuff about what jobs are going to change, like what jobs are likely to spike soon as opposed to ones that are going to fall away soon. Like office support and warehousing and shit like that. Like you have Amazon who's... Like if you're working as a picker in an Amazon warehouse, you are literally just there because robots can't do your hands yet. Mm. (laughs) They're bad at picking up and maneuvering things and putting them in boxes. But Amazon is very actively working on that. If you're working as a
2: fluffer on a porn set, you're just there because hands can't do your job. Yeah, just
0: you wait
1: well automation's kind of got that down I've got some stuff to show you guys later
0: <laughs> a feather duster that he stuck into a drill <laughs> I was
1: going to say let's take this conversation onto the bonus bonus
2: feed <laughs> Ooh,
0: so <laughs> well, guys like, I got a Roomba and I got a black and decker drill
1: we'll see you
0: in one of politics find, uh, only
2: fans
1: <laughs> yeah oh well, yeah like jobs that are going to increase in the next few years are are like to do with health tech and care workers the STEM health professionals managers that kind of stuff hmm yeah decision makers and and social work is kind of it like that involves a lot of interaction with with people um yeah and then as you'd expect like food services and agriculture and warehousing and office support and all that stuff is just yeah it it divides up interestingly in, in different countries as well like you have certain jobs that are doing completely fine in some countries and are being completely automated in others but um yeah, Just to put a caveat if you heard any crazy noises in the background
2: of my audio it's because Ireland are playing England in rugby and my housemates are getting excited hopefully because England
0: are getting trashed. <sighs> then go rugby on gets my son. Rugby gets automated. <laughs> Speaking of Ireland and sports this is completely unrelated but I need to tell someone about it. So I don't care about horse racing at all. I should also say that my ma doesn't care about horse racing at all <laughs> but that didn't change the fact that I got several messages from uh, my ma telling me how a bunch of Irish horses had beaten a bunch of English horses. Go on, you good thing. Get in. Uh, the Irish horses slaughtered the English at Cheltenham. Richie is a message smiley face that I got from my ma. Oh no, that was about something else. That was
2: um, that, the, that was the dispute that they had out the there. Sp- <laughs> they put knives on the Irish horses. You Which know, like that, on, in
0: the movies where you have cars, they have the have knives. On the, or, the, yeah, yeah, it was like that. Uh, and also, the top three trainers were Irish, and the top jockey also Irish. She made history being the first female jo- jockey to do that. Yeah, so, is just,
2: she trying to make you feel better about living in the land of the English?
0: I guess so. It's just funny how like the way nationalism can, can <laughs> manifest. Yeah, no, no,
1: just <laughs> my eyes are filled with tears of pride. I
0: just can't <laughs> yeah. help it. Uh um, Anyway, uh, thank you, Jerry, for squeezing. Uh, I'm sorry we've wrung every little last bit of juice out of you you're probably quite dehydrated let me know if you want to play destiny that That sounds sounds great great. yeah
1: yeah and then i can get into the weird existential part of this where we're all just very complex machine learning algorithms
2: uh, oh yeah yeah everything is deterministic you thought you thought you were going to blow our minds by telling us that we're all just ones and zeros in our own heads and you know we're no more i mean we're no more complex than birds or whatever
1: yeah, I heard I it before. Like I don't that. give a shit.
2: It doesn't matter. <laughs> yeah, we're all no, we're fine. all in Elon Musk's simulation anyway. Oh fuck!
1: Okay, uh,
2: Richie, please kill this now. <laughs>
1: <laughs> Bleep, bloop bloop. <gasps> all right, it's been a pleasure, boys. Thanks, Jerry. Thanks, chair. Jer. No worries. I'll catch you later. Have a good one.